offering tool for the you know parents and the serious student athlete to you know look at and i tell steven all the time i said you know this year they have a real big uh freshman incoming class and i said steve but you know how it is out of those 10 girls or nine girls you know maybe only three or four right four left right and it's out of 13 and sometimes it's not holy family's fault or it's not the girl's fault it's just the circumstances and you know people you know change their mind about something and doesn't mean that the coach was bad, mm-hmm. but it, it shows something more when you got a team like his where they all stuck it out together. Because a lot of kids don't go to Division Two, Division Three, or freshman year, and they think mm-hmm. now I can go to Villanova, and they'll try, and then sometimes it works. But like he said, they're committed these kids to graduating and want to stay at the same you know university all four years, getting their degree. Uh-huh. They went in there for it. And that's a lot of than the other coaches because you know to, to bring a, a a a large class in like that and have them uh, mature together over time. I mean, you know, listen, there's there's some people in that program then that really are are willing to give of themselves, uh, whether that's playing time or a role on a team or you know not being captain and and uh, to show that they can stay together when things maybe aren't going their way as an individual, but collectively as a as a group, when they stay together, things obviously have gone their way with a great program there. So uh, a lot of credit to Steve and the other coaches there. Yep, and that's what I said to him. I said, you know, it's all about, you know, making sure that these kids know that you guys care and they, they know it. And then they have practice, you know, it's that it, it, you can see it. And that's why I said it's been so hard when you get that group of people to keep all of them together. And it's so hard, you know, mm-hmm. I said, but sometimes it works out, but other times it doesn't. But you got to. The whole goal is to graduate. Whether you finish the soccer team or basketball, you graduate. And would you agree? Absolutely. Oh. Which one? Tell us. Oh, any, any, tell, tell any former players um, about their careers after you know graduating? What you know? Are they? Keeping in touch with you and about like what they're doing overseas. Anybody play overseas professionally, or have any of them made it professionally big already out of uh, graduating and uh, their own business or something like that? Yeah, so it's been, um, man, I'll I'll tell you what, it's it's crazy. Like, I'm 38, and now some of the guys that I first coached when I was at Dickinson College, um, like, those guys are in their 30s. So, um, you know, I was, I think I was 25 or 26 when I started at Dickinson. So guys that were 21 that graduated, those guys were four or five years younger than me. So, um, I, I mean, I try to stay in touch with as many as I can. And, and, that, and that's a lot. Uh, you know, some of the guys I live closer to social media is just amazing in its ability to, uh, to stay connected. You know, I think being connected as a person is huge. We've learned about that through the pandemic over the last year, just not being able to be connected physically, but being able to stay connected virtually, like it helps. It's never, it's never the same, but yet, uh, you know, starting at like Dickinson college, you know, they're, you know, the head basketball coach at Germantown Academy, Matt Dolan, um, you know, Matt played for us at Dickinson college and, and Matt's someone that I keep in touch with, you know, every year on maybe on a monthly basis, you know, Matt's a great young coach. He's got great players, but Matt's a good person. Uh, so that's someone that, that I've stayed in contact with uh, really strongly from Dickinson College. My time at Messiah College was unbelievable. Uh, my wife, 
uh, and I had a great experience there and built a ton of relationships. There's a ton of student athletes at Messiah that got into physical therapy, which is what my wife is in. Um, so she has been able to be a mentor to them over time. And uh, so be able to get in touch with them. A couple of them and their girlfriends have babysat or wives have babysat for my wife and I over time. <laughs> yeah, Brad Bowen, who, who's who's somebody who played for us. He was a, an SID All-American. Brad was a three-time All-Conference player, two-time first-team All, All-Conference player. Brad could have played overseas in a heartbeat. I think Brad scored probably close to 14 or 1500 points at Messiah college. Um, Brad's an accountant. Brad's, uh, I believe a CFO now. Um, Brad's not 35. And there's a lot of guys at Dickinson and Messiah college that have done, uh, unbelievable things. Penn state Harrisburg, um, a guy like Kenton Austin who has impacted the Steelton high spire community by refurbishing back basketball courts, playgrounds, helping uh, young people have an opportunity to get out and, and compete and do things that they love in a safe environment. So everything from guys opening businesses to guys in the private sector doing unbelievable things to guys publicly uh, out in the world, you know, putting their sweat and tears and labor and efforts into making things better for their community. So talk about being proud. Like you look at, you have guys doing all types of things. And for me, that's what coaching is about. It's the relationships, it's networking. Uh, we have our first guy playing overseas from Delaware Valley, Mike Chinchilli. Uh, Mikey was a three-year player for me. Uh, Mikey's from, I uh, went to Pope John Paul, PJP High School, which is out in Royersford, out by like Collegeville. Mm -hmm. uh, Mikey's playing uh, in South America and um, obviously some pausing and some, uh, some disruption with COVID and how that went. But Mikey's the first one that I coached uh, that was able to get a contract to play overseas. So really proud of Mikey and, and hopefully he has his chance to go do his thing uh, overseas. No NBA guys yet. No NBA. When I get the first NBA guy, that'll be. I'll probably get my first championship too uh, uh, in that same year, so that would be exciting. <laughs> that, I tell you what, though, man, that's great that the you know you had so many successful stories mm -hmm. to you know to relay because that's what Stephen and does, and that's what's great about the Holy Family basketball and soccer and all community. They they you know like you said, it, it's great because social media you can you send a tweet out there like Stephen will say something and then. You know, he'll get all kinds of, you know, follow-up follow from all people that, you know, follow him with stuff. But the Holy Family community is, is great. Mm -hmm. And that's why I tell him, I said, you know, the more and more coaches we're meeting, you know, we're finding it around. And it's so funny you mentioned Germantown Academy. That was where my head soccer coach at Spring Garden was. That's where he's with right. his first coaching job. And it's so funny because I've met some coaches and people at my job and – it's so weird, you know, to come in because they register cars with me from out of state. I work at an auto tag store, okay. and, and they will be like, "Oh, I'm coaching a team." I'm like, "Oh, where at?" And then they'll say something, and I'll say, "Oh, I know this guy, that guy." And it's so funny because some of these guys are like, you know, like you said, they're grown men, but I'm meeting them. I never met them as children at all, or high school kids or college kids. But these guys are. In their thirties, and I look at their license, and I'm like, "Oh my God, this guy was born in 1984, but he's 37 years old." You know, one coming up. I got another. You're right. Yeah. John Cheney's. Oh, one of the coat, the girl that I told yeah. you about. Yeah, this girl I met went to Cheney State, um when John Cheney was, she was back in the day, and oh. she was there when John Cheney, she, she, you know, he was our our first coach in college. And then he went on after that and left and went right to um, Temple from there. And she kept in touch with all the, all the years. So, I pro yeah, I promised Stephen I would get her an interview. 
Yeah, she's got her own YouTube page and all. She's a South Philly girl, great, great woman. But um, back to what I was saying about yeah, the age thing. It's so funny. I see someone your age, and you said you're 38. So that means you were born in 80, 81. You're going to be 39? All right. Uh, I was born in 83. 83. God. Yeah. See, I was married in 83. <laughs> I'm getting old, man. I'm getting old. 80s. Yeah, and that's why I said it. It's so funny. You, you meet people. Tell them, Steve, how old are you going to be next week? 30. Not next week. Yes, it is. Or Saturday. Saturday. Just Saturday. Not this Saturday. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. This Saturday. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't believe anybody. I need to see a driver's license. I don't believe anybody. 34 years old he's going to be. Yeah. 34. He's an old man. So I said, though, he's got he's gray hair. Man. He has to shave all the time because he has gray hairs coming in. Mm. <laughs> and I got two more questions. Do you have any tips for any coaches that want to go make a hire? Well, not <clears throat> I think <clears throat> Steve wants to have you have any tips for guys in like high school that want to become coaches. Yeah, and I yeah. think he gave one of the tips away already. And another doctor grad just told you it. And so did Joe Conklin, another doctor grad. They work for free. You hear what he said? He did assistant coaching for free. Wow. So look, so yeah, I got you. You're a volunteer coach. So that's why it, that, that's the key, man. You got to go over and just put a little bit of game. Right. You say you got right. You want to you wanna learn. And that's what he did. He did it. You hear what he said? He drove all over the place to volunteer. You know what? Too bad, Jim Kerr. That's right. He said you got to show up. And tell them I'll be here helping you out. If you need no, I don't know. Michael Barkin. Michael Barkin said the same thing. <laughs> yeah, all successful yeah. people, Steve, and that's what he he gave you that tip earlier. Do you have any other tips besides volunteers? Yeah, well, listen, you know, volunteer was the route that, that worked for me. Um, but but I think it's deeper than that, right? Like for me, it's all about pullback layers. Okay, well, I volunteer, but there, there's other things that that had to happen. I mean. I had a job at ADP, which is a Fortune 200 company, um, as a sales manager at 25 years old with a very lucrative salary. And for me, that just wasn't that wasn't hitting home for me. That that's not something I saw myself doing for the next 40 years. And I just I knew I missed basketball. I knew I wanted to be around young people. Um, so I actually left a six-figure job and, and put myself back in school at night to get a teaching degree. So I thought I wanted to be a high school teacher and a high school basketball coach. So I volunteered coach at the high school level and went to school at night, lived off my savings for, for the better part of a year and a half, which my wife's not happy about. Um, but, you know, for me, I had to walk away from a career. I had to pursue a new career in teaching. And then when, as soon as I got done my teaching degree, I got an opportunity to go be a volunteer assistant at the college level. So I quit a job got a new degree to start a new job and I never taught a day in my life. You know, I never even used my teaching degree because all I needed was that foot in the door at Dickinson college to have a chance. You know, I, I thought I was willing to bet on myself and you know, um, I needed to go through those two years of getting that teaching degree to be able to get my foot in the door. And I think the message that I'm trying to say is you need to find every angle, every Avenue, uh, and do something that other people may look at you and say, that's crazy that you're willing to do that. But to you, it's just like, yeah, but 
you might not have found the passion for something the way I have found a passion for something. So I think I think whether it's a young person or someone that's older than me that's saying, hey, I want to do this, like just do it. And I'm not a I'm not a big believer in like, you know, there's a wall in front of you, like, hey, let's be smart, let's walk around but like now, like, but just run through it. Um, and if it's hard, it's worth it. If it's easy, everybody would do it. And for me, I just think people need to uh, not be afraid to share their goals. Like, if you want to be a college basketball coach and you're 25 years old and you're a JV coach, you should be emailing, texting, calling college basketball coaches every day. Can I come to practice? Um, can I come watch one of your games? Can I sit in and on, a, on a film session? Like, you should just immerse yourself in at some point, someone's going to see and be like, hey, there's value in what this person's willing to do for nothing. Um, you know, and, and then I think once you get that foot in the door and once you get a little bit of a, a, a sunlight coming in, then you got to, uh, you know, they say you got to grab the bull by the horns and run with it. And, and, you know, that's what you have to do. Like, I didn't have a college coach that said, hey, come get a start with me on my staff. I didn't have a friend that was a coach that said, hey, come coach with me. I just got a call from somebody and said, Hey, I, I think this guy from Dickinson might be able to help me and, you know, introduced myself and worked in basketball camp and just, you got to do stuff that other people aren't willing to do. That's what makes you stand out. Um, and at the end of the day, sometimes that's not enough, but you got to be able to do those things, be willing to do it. Uh, and then live with the results, uh, live with the outcome, just like we live with the outcome of games. As long as we do the things leading up to the game that we have to have to do, uh, then we can give it our best shot. And, and uh, sometimes the chips fall, where you want sometimes they don't but uh if you're not willing to, to bust your butt every day and, and really work through things then you know i think a goal is just going to be a goal it's, it's never going to become a box that gets checked and the next question if you did sit down and watch a game with do any coaches of any sport that could be dead or alive who would they be and why yeah, uh, that's easy for me. That's easy for me. Uh, like I said, Philly, born and raised, uh, Buddy Ryan, John Chaney, uh, and Coach Heimerdinger. You know, I've never sat and watched a game with Coach Heimerdinger. Um, I've sat on the bench and watched the same game um, because he put me there. But, um, you know, just to just to be a peer to him for two hours, um, you know, not on the same level, but like both head coaches and, and sit and talk as a head coach with someone that you look up to, someone that you'd run through a wall for. Like, I think that would be amazing. Um, you know, Buddy Ryan, like tough, nasty defense, first physical in your face, uh, not afraid to hold back and, and speak his mind. Like that fits my personality. I'm a diehard Eagles fan, season ticket holder. So Buddy Ryan for me, um, as long as he brought me a Kelly Green Eagles hat, like that would be two cool ones for me. And then just, you know, to stick with earlier, John Chaney. I mean, you know, one time John Chaney gave me a $5 bill uh, when I was a ball boy at the Palestra for the Atlantic 10 tournament. The Atlantic 10 used to hold their tournament at the Palestra when I was the ball boy. And I remember one time John Chaney and Temple were coming out of the, um, the locker rooms. He gave me a $5 bill and said, run and grab me a pack of uh, peanut M&Ms. So I ran up the steps, grabbed a pack of peanut M&Ms. Brought him back down, gave him the coach. He let me keep the change. I think it was like three bucks. Um, and then he waited to get his M&Ms. I gave him to him. He ate two, and he walked out on the court. So, you know, to be able to watch a game with him and say, like, hey, remember that time? You gave me three bucks. Um, but that was, like, that was my only interaction with Coach Cheney. So to be able to, you know, reminisce about that and just, you know, watching his Indiana University team lose in the NCAA tournament, and that was 
that was crushing and be able to talk to him about my memories of him and his teams. Um, you know, but, you know, to also sit there and talk about a game with him and Buddy Ryan, and Dinger, like Mr. McGarry, could you even imagine those three? Like that would be, that would be nuts. I would just, I would probably just sit and watch those three interact the whole time and just like it. I, I, sir, I, I love this question because everybody, you know, goes at it a different way. A couple of the girls were like, ah, I just have one person. But a lot of the guys would do, like you said, and I said the same thing to Steven. I said, that's a great question because everybody's going to give you a different answer. And I said, <laughs> and then I said when, you know, you, you, you know what I'm Jesse Madden. Yeah, Jesse Madden. He interviewed John Madden's grandson. Yeah. He's a senior. Oh, yeah, he's a quarterback, senior in high school, out in the Oakland area. And uh, amazing. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing who he uh, signs with and all. Yeah. But uh, you know, you've been uh, wonderful here. We appreciate all the all the great words about uh, Stephen there. Yeah, and, thank you, man. And thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I told him. I yeah. said you could have told him we could have done it another night. You know, I didn't realize your season was starting Thursday. Did I? <laughs> When I'm on my deathbed one day, someone's going to look at me and said, what is the greatest thing you ever have done? And I'm going to say, I had my children and was married and I was on the Legends podcast episode 168 or whatever it is. Um, I think I think you are doing something that is amazing. Um, on a personal note, Steve, you know, you and I were in Doherty at the same time. Uh, I think you were down there on the first floor and I was roaming around and then we be together in the gyms on Friday nights and Sundays. So, um, man, what a blessing and, and how amazing to be able to reconnect with you all these years later. And how funny is this, right, Steve? Like you were cheering for me and my teammates uh, back in 99, 2000, 2001. And now here I am cheering for you uh, and your podcast and, and everything that you're doing. So, I mean, keep doing it. Uh, you're, you're a legend in its own uh, in the halls of Doherty and, and throughout the greater Philadelphia area. One more question. Uh, one more um, question. What? Uh, okay, all right, we got the extended version. Over time. One more question. How did you find out the Doherty closed? Oh, that's a good question. He said, how did you How did you find how out did I how find you out Doherty closed? Yeah, how did you react? Um, <clears throat> uh, my sister told me. My sister still lives in Box Chase. She's two years younger than me, Samantha. Um, she played Dockery. She played basketball Dockery. She was actually, uh, she was a 10 times better basketball player than I was. She, she got sick with Graves disease her soft, end of her sophomore year. She never played basketball again, but she started as a sophomore for Mary McDonald, um, at Cornell Dockery High School. So, um, hmm. How did I find out? Sam told me. And then I remember thinking to myself like, all right, well that stinks. That seems like something that happens to other people's schools, not like your school. My dad, my uncles, we all graduated Doherty. You know, uh, I remember going and watching Matt McDonald play basketball at Doherty. And you have a great guest coming on on Thursday, Yodis Carolina. Um, you want to talk about an incredible human being, a great representative of the Cardinal Doherty basketball, Alvernia University Hall of Famer. So, like, you know, thinking back to my days of, of going and watching guys like Yodis Carolina play and sitting in the loony bin, you know, it was just, you know, it stinks. You know, you have so many memories there. You can smell the gym. Um, do you want to go back there on a Friday night in your 30s and watch the young guys play and compete? It would have been amazing to recruit a Doherty guy, but you know, once I, you know, I graduated, my sister graduated, so like it was okay with me. But I remember asking, like, I got to get in touch with Coach Pierce or Coach Disco. Um, you know, what's going to go on with Coach Comerdin? Like that was my first thought: is what's up with my coach? Um, so love that guy to death. He's done so much for so many people, and 
uh, Steve, you're doing a lot for a lot of people. And Steve, I don't know if you realize how much you've connected people on the Cardinal Doherty alumni page. Um, but you have, and you've brought people out of the woodworks together. So your podcast and what you're doing is, uh, it's a smash hit, but it also is, uh, it's, it's amazing. I'm very grateful for, uh, for our time together and knowing you and the support over the years. Um, and I hope that I can give you the same support, uh, on all your future ventures. And you always have a fan here and, um, I'm going to text or a call away with whatever it is that, that, uh, that you need, but. Oh, man, we appreciate you, man. And we're looking forward to cheering Delaware Valley on next yeah. year for sure when we can get a chance to go to the game. Hopefully. You'll see him at yeah. the games. Don't worry. Yeah. He's going to every right, game. Listen. Every game. Every yeah. day of the week is going to be at a game. No more interviews yeah. next year. Yeah, hopefully. And when he sees Coach... And when he sees Coach Hank over there, tell him, tell him I need to borrow some hair. Coach Hank has a great do. Oh, right? we He's know. Like, yeah, we know. Those, we know Coach Hank. Those, those Dutch guys. You know, yeah. you, you get on us, us, us Dockerty guys, we're just we're rough around the edges, man. We are rough. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. Hey, appreciate really it, great. guys. Take care. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Good luck. I'm Team Ball. Take care. Mm-hmm.